Hi, you're listening to the Soul Patterns Podcast. This is operated and owned by me, BJ the Blogger. And the purpose of Soul Patterns is to create a singular place to easily learn self-mastery and healing, regardless of where you are in your journey. The content from this podcast is non-denominational and can be applied to any religion or spiritual practice. All content comes directly from my research and my personal experiences. If you would like to become a supporter of this podcast, you can go directly to my anchor page and donate through there, or you can donate through my cash app, which is dollar sign BJ the blogger. I hope you guys enjoy listening and have a great day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Soul Patterns podcast. I am your host, BJ the blogger, and I'm very excited to be with you guys here today. I just got back from vacation and it was a really nice vacation. I was gone for basically two weeks, me and the baby, and my boyfriend came up to North Carolina. We met him there. Um, and basically we just were out of town spending time with family. Um, Aaliyah is going to be turning one this week. So we wanted her family to be able to experience her, um, and celebrate her birthday with her. So that was really fun. While I was on vacation, I was able to get some stuff done for my coaching program and get some, get like a really good cadence with my social media website. So like, I'm really excited about that. I'm happy about that. I have beta clients. I actually am closing the um, openings that I have for beta clients, not doing any more free beta clients. Let's just say that I'm still doing beta clients. If you're interested in doing the program with me, but I'm not doing it for free anymore. um, Just because I am claiming that I'm deserving to be paid for my time. And what I am starting to see is that people don't take it as serious if they're not paying for it and that gets a little bit frustrating for me because i'm taking this very seriously and when i'm getting ghosted and people aren't um reaching out reaching back out to me and they're not like being consistent then that gets really frustrating for me because it makes me feel like it's because I'm not doing a good job and I know it's not because of that it's just because they didn't have to pay for it they don't have any skin in the game um, so you know now I've just decided that I'm going to only take paid beta clients so if you're interested then you can reach out to me via DM and I'll quote you a price otherwise um, you'll just have to wait until the program is released in this fall I'm not sure if I'm gonna release it in August or September but it'll be released this fall we are going to get into the podcast for today what I want to talk to you guys about is imposter syndrome imposter syndrome is defined as doubting your abilities feeling like you're a fraud and it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their achievements many question whether they're deserving of their accolades so I know I'm sure everybody can relate to not feeling like you deserve the recognition for things that you do and not believing in your abilities and things of that sort but I really want to get deep into the roots of how imposter syndrome can really 
create a mental prison for yourself and how imposter syndrome could have can be impacting your day-to-day life right now and how imposter syndrome probably has impacted your life in the past and has caused you to get to whatever point um, that you are right in right now or whatever point that you have been in where you felt like that you were not living a life that measured up to what you feel like that you deserve. So like, I'll just talk briefly about my own um, dealings with imposter syndrome and I can recognize it going all the way back to you know childhood but I'll just talk about I remember when I was in high school and just feeling like I had to hurry up and get a job or I had to hurry up and get a boyfriend just so I can just get get something before I wasn't able to get anything at all. To me, this is a representation of imposter syndrome because I felt like I needed to get what I could get now because I wasn't going to be able to get anything any better. So I would settle for the first job that would call me back. And I would settle for the first boy that would give me attention just because at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, well, let me just hurry up and get inside of this relationship because I'm not going to be able to find anything better. And it also reinforced my people pleasing behavior. So like, even though I was in situations that I knew I didn't deserve to be in, and I was in situations that I knew were not right for me, I stayed in them because I was trying to make everybody happy. So I'm just like, okay, well, I'm already in this situation. So there's no point in me leaving because they're going to be really, really mad at me and I don't want them to be mad at me. So I'm just going to try really, really hard to make them happy, as happy as possible. And then everything will be okay and I'll be safe and I'll feel safe. I just recall that that is something that I just dealt with as a kid. And it's interesting because I don't remember having imposter syndrome when it came to my academic achievements. And I don't remember having imposter syndrome when it came down to my athletic abilities, which is interesting because those are the places that I used to excel in the most. I was always in like an all-star team and I was always like getting A's and in the gifted children's program. And I just was, you know, really smart And I feel like that is because I was encouraged as a child in terms of my academics and in terms of sports, I was encouraged in those areas. But when it came to relationships and when it came to finances, I was not supported in a way that was like being cheered for. I felt like I was almost guilted into doing things the right way so like instead of it being Brittany you are very lovable you're a loving person and you deserve a relationship and this is what a healthy relationship looks like it was like oh if you don't choose the right relationship then this is what your relationship will look like or if you don't take care of your finances then this will be what your finances will look like 
which to me is not a healthy way of learning how to deal with any aspect of your life. Unfortunately, we all deal with the impacts of our childhood and how our childhood affects us as adults. And when we start to feel that imposter syndrome and you know, you dealing with imposter syndrome, however way you were raised or taught or you know, put inside of that mental state and that mind state, no matter what, imposter syndrome is really impactful in terms of the way that you deal with your thoughts, processes, and how you communicate with yourself and how you cheer yourself on and how you push yourself along yourself along in life. I was actually just driving, I was taking my daughter to daycare and on my way back, I saw a woman and she was inside of, I don't know what kind of car it was. I'm not good at cars. <laughs> like I'm one of those people that just, I, I don't, I can't just recognize a car when I see it. Like somebody has to tell me what kind of car it is, or it has to blatantly say on the back of the car, what kind of car it is. But I was, you know, I dropped my daughter off from daycare and I was driving and I saw a woman and she had a drop top car. And it was obviously a very expensive car. And she had sunglasses on and she had her hair out and she was just like, you know, she was chilling. And I remember having these thoughts that her husband probably gave her that car or, oh, she thinks she's so cool. Or, um, that car probably doesn't even cost that much money and blah, blah, blah. And I had to catch myself because I'm just like, these thoughts are crazy. I don't know this woman. And she's just like sitting here minding her business and I'm making these assumptions about her, about how she's acquired this car and how much money she makes and who she is as a person. And I have no idea who she is. And I realized that these thoughts are rooted in lack. These are not abundant. This is not an abundant mindset. And I'll t I'm going to let you guys know how this is connected to imposter syndrome. So because I see, like, first of all, in order for you to be able to receive gifts such as nice cars and nice things, you have to have the belief that you would be able to acquire them. So if I'm looking at a woman and I'm saying, oh, her husband probably bought her that car, or that car is probably not even that nice, then I can't even believe that she could acquire them. So how am I gonna believe that I can acquire it? Your belief is going to be reflective in the way that you interact with the universe. So if I'm sitting here and I'm just, if I have an, abundance mindset then I'm like oh yeah she probably she probably bought that car herself like she that's probably one of her cars she probably has multiple cars and those are people that think with an abundant mindset if and when you're thinking in a mindset of lack then the possibility of you being able to acquire such things or the possibility of even a stranger somebody that you don't even know that could be the queen of England or you know they could be the niece of somebody really really rich you have no idea but in your mind you just don't have the belief system set up in order for you to to see any of those things as a possibility and that is being on a frequency of lack and a lot of times we align ourselves with the frequency of lack because we don't believe we deserve these things I'm gonna talk about something that actually happened a few weeks ago and it made me really, really mad. So I was inside of a group chat. We were talking about the roles that men and women play inside of their relationship and whether or not it's healthy to have a relationship where the man is a breadwinner and the woman um, you know, just stays at home and does whatever she does. 
And I'm not going to get into details of the argument because it's not relative to the conversation. But I will say one of the guys responded, I believe that men, the men and women in the relationship should both be working because could you imagine if I made $70,000 and my wife made $70,000, that could go a further way than if I was just making $70,000 and she wasn't working. And let me tell you guys something about that argument that really frustrates me. Where did this number $70,000 come from? You know what I mean? Like, why is that your ceiling for yourself is $70,000 and that's the ceiling that you created for your wife? What if you were making $20 million a year? Would you still be making the same argument? You would not. And the reason why he was making the argument for $70,000 is because he doesn't feel like he deserves it. He probably doesn't feel like he's done the things that he needed to needs to do in order to make $2 million, $20 million a year. He probably has not been around anybody that makes that amount of money, so he just doesn't see it as feasible. So in that, he does not feel like he deserves to have more money. And I hate to hear people talk like that about themselves because it's like why are you why are you limiting yourself to this and that is why I try to tell you guys like the the beliefs that you have for yourself is is the borders that you're going to create for your life your life is going to be as grand and as great as you believe that it is possible to be the reason for that is is because if you don't feel like you are deserving of getting really nice things and you don't feel like it's possible for you to get really nice things, then you're not going to do the things necessary in order for you to achieve the things that you wanna achieve in, in order for you to attain those really nice things. So just like how I was talking about when I was in high school and I was getting inside of, I wasn't in a really good relationship when I was in high school. That was because I didn't feel like I deserved anything better. I didn't think that there was anything better for me on the horizon. So instead of me waiting for the right relationship and instead of me, you know, doing the things that I felt like I needed to do in order to make myself more presentable for a man that I would want, instead of me doing those things, I just settled for whatever was available. That is an unfortunate symptom, especially for women, because women that don't feel like they are deserving and women that feel like they can't get any better than what is available, readily available to them, they end up settling for lovers that they don't really love wholeheartedly. And that is when women end up being inside of abusive relationships and women end up being very depressed and sad and they end up having children with these types of men and it, it creates an even a greater level of a prison for themselves because when you have a child with someone then you are tied to them. I don't care what anyone says unless the person dies or completely signs over their rights, you are tied to this person for the rest of your life and not just you know legally but also spiritually you are attached to, to this person it's going to be hard for you to be able to get somebody out of your system and out of your thought processes that is the 
co-parent of your child. I mean, they're just, they're going to be stuck to you like glue, unfortunately. But anywho, so, you know, unfortunately, women have to have to deal with settling for men when in reality, they could be doing the things for themselves to say, you know what? I'm not meeting the high quality man that I want. This is a woman that feels like they are deserving of a high quality man. They are going to say, you know what? The caliber, the men that are approaching me are not of the caliber that I want. So obviously I am not on a frequency that is gonna attract this type of man. So I need to be doing the things that is necessary in order for me to get on that frequency. So what are some of the things that they can do? obviously changing their mindset around what type of what um man that they deserve and them doing things that they feel like that high caliber man what is what is a high caliber man going to want in their woman i don't know for her to be presentable for her to smell nice for her to be confident and for her to feel like she deserves me could you imagine going inside of a room with a high caliber man and being insecure, it's not gonna work. You have to set up your mindset as along with your physical being and your body and the way that you present yourself, but you also have to change your mindset so that if you walk into a room and there's a high caliber man there, that you're confident enough to know that that you're able, that if you wanted him, you could have him. And that is you beating imposter syndrome. I mean, as soon as you start walking into spaces and you start feeling like I belong here and I deserve to be here and I've done the things that were necessary in order for me to get to this place. And even if I didn't do all of the things, I didn't check all of the boxes, it doesn't matter because I am somebody that is supposed to be here. This is inside of my destiny for me to be here. So, hey y'all, I'm here. <laughs> that is that is how you're going to know that you are beating imposter syndrome when not only are you welcoming yourself into these spaces even if other people it seems like other people aren't welcoming you you know that that's that's their own projections but you're going to welcome yourself into the space because you know that you deserve to be here but also anytime you have a thought that makes you think uh what am i doing here how did I get here? Nobody in here likes me. As soon as you start having those, those thoughts, then you are become self-aware enough to know those thoughts are not real. Those thoughts do not exist. And you start rejecting those thoughts. Just like I told you guys about the thoughts that I was having earlier about that woman. And I was just like, oh my God, like, I was like, oh, her husband bought her that car and blah, blah, blah. As soon as I started to think those thoughts, I began rejecting them. I literally sat in my car and I laughed out loud. I was like, Brittany, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't know this woman and you are operating on a frequency of lack. So instead of you having those thoughts, let's replace those thoughts with abundant thoughts. And that's another sign that you are combating imposter syndrome. You start becoming very self-aware of those thoughts. And instead of you allowing those thoughts to pick up steam, you recognize them and you combat them with positive thinking thoughts, with reaffirming thoughts of your of whatever reality that you want. That is when you start um, really 
changing your limited beliefs in your belief system. And the last thing I really wanted to talk about is who are you spending your time with? Are you spending time with people that are reaffirming the position that you want inside of your reality? Or are you spending time with people that are reaffirming a reality of your old self? And when I talk about your old self, I'm talking about the self that is not doing the things that you need them to do in order for you to become your higher self. So when I was in high school and I was dating men that were neglectful and cheating and weren't doing anything for their life, do you think I had friends that were telling me to stop fucking with these people? No, (laughs) I did not have friends like that. And could you imagine if I did have friends that were telling me, Brittany, why are you dating this person? Like they are not on your level whatsoever. Like you're there, you are completely out of their league and they are abusive and blah, blah, blah. Like, could you imagine if I had friends that were telling me these things? You know, when you're around people that are reaffirming situations that you do not belong in, then it will also, they'll, they'll become the security guards in your prison, inside of your mental prison of lack. So when you want to start combating imposter syndrome and you want to start moving along the journey of becoming your higher self, then you need to start surrounding yourself with people that are going to reaffirm the vision. So when I say reaffirm the vision, I mean they are going to be giving you supporting examples of of, of basically reaffirming that you are your higher self. So let's say you're somebody and you want to lose weight and you say, my higher self is skinny, my higher self is tall, skinny, and a model, then you're going to want to hang out with people that are going to be like, wow, it looks like you lost some weight. You're going to want to hang out with people that are healthy and people that are like telling you, oh yeah, I had a smoothie for breakfast today and I had a salad and I've been drinking water. You know, people that are going to reaffirm the vision. But if you're trying to lose weight and you want to be a model and you want to do these things, you're not going to want to be around people that are insecure and people that are going to be like, oh my God, I'm so ugly or I'm so fat or um, people that are eating really bad or eating McDonald's and eating fast food all the time. Those are not people that are going to be reaffirming your vision. That's the tough part about imposter syndrome is because if you have a lot of people that are around you that are reaffirming the vision of your old self, then it requires some self-awareness in order for you to recognize, okay, like this is not the reality that I want for myself. And that's the, that's the tough part for a lot of people is like, they have friends that are operating on a frequency of lack. They have family that are operating on a frequency of lack. They have spouses that are operating on a frequency of lack and they are in an environment that is reaffirming a frequency of lack then it becomes really really hard to look over all of those things and be like this is not real this does not have to be my future this does not have to be my destiny it becomes tough and if you are one of those people that feel like you're surrounded 
and you're overwhelmed with all of these examples of your old self, then some things that you can do is you can change your social media following. So just unfollow anybody on social media that does not reaffirm your higher self vision. Um, you can like get a Pinterest account and create mood boards for your higher self. So you can start absorbing material and absorbing um, media that reaffirms your vision if you are not surrounded by those people. And then eventually over time, the people that do not belong will either change. They will either transform themselves, which you can become that shining example that allows them to believe, okay, BJ is operating on a frequency of an, of abundance. So that gives me, that is reaffirming for me that I can operate on the frequency of, of abundance. So you see, you see how that can become a trickle down effect, how you can become the example and you can be the source of inspiration and the reason why other, other people feel like, you know what, I believe I can do it too. So you can, so like I was saying, you can change your media um, intake and then eventually the people around you will either transform or they will disappear. And we can talk about attachment later, but I just want you to understand that when you're going through this transformation journey into your higher self, that you may have to release attachments that you have to people. And that includes friends and family, because if they are not reaffirming your higher self vision, then maybe the life of your higher self does not have them in it. And you may have to become accepting of that. So, um, I think I've talked enough <laughs> this podcast, um, and I really, really, really pray for others to be able to become their higher selves and for others to be able to feel these feelings that I feel, but more than me praying for it, I'm doing the work in order for me to help people and for me to guide people through their higher self transformation. And that is really how you um, combine that masculine and feminine energy into anything you want to do in your life as well. You have to have a yearning for it in your heart, but you also have to take measurable action to in order to get those things done. So please let me be that reaffirming example that says you can do it too. You know what I mean? Like it, anything you want in your life is absolutely possible, but it, it first begins with you believing that you deserve it. Once you start believing that you deserve it, then everything else becomes so much easier because you start to become confident in the actions that you take. You start to become more outgoing in terms of allowing yourself to be inside of the spaces and allowing yourself to be in conversation that with people that are reflective of who your higher self is and who your higher self would be around and then over time you just start to see your life transform it begins with what you imagine inside of your head do not allow your your thoughts to be your prison allow it to be an imagination where you can create anything that you want inside of your life um, because like i said anything is possible so 
I appreciate you guys spending your time with me here today. I think this was a really, really good podcast and I'm really excited to post it this week. So like I always tell you guys, follow me on my social media sites. My Instagram and my Twitter is BJTheBlogger. Um, my website is also BJTheBlogger.com. You can follow our um, podcast Instagram, So Patterns Podcast, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.